Hi, I'm Randy Badge, and this is Badge of Honor. Today I'm going to talk about the Psalm 128 man, and this message is just for men. Okay, if there are any women listening, you can join in too. But let's just say this talk is going to focus strictly on us men. So in his book, Kingdom Man, Tony Evans says, God has given us Psalm 128 as a benchmark passage for manhood. And this could be your path to a better life. Check it out. Psalm 128 goes like this. Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to him. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Yes, this will be a blessing for the man who fears the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you live to see your children's children. Peace be on Israel. You may have noticed that Psalm 128 covers four areas of a man's life. Verses 1, 2, and 4 talk about a man's personal life. Verses 3 talks about his family life. Verses 5 and 6 talk about his church life and his community life. God wrote this beautiful passage to show us how to function as a man. So what is a Psalm 128 man? He's a male who demonstrates the rule of God under Jesus Christ in every area of his life. Our personal life starts with the fear of God. When we fear God and walk in his ways, the Bible says his blessings will flow through us and to others. In other words, uh, we can be a conduit, a blessing from God to others, not a cul-de-sac. If you want to be blessed, take every opportunity to fear God both privately and publicly. When you do, you will be blessed. Fear of God shows up everywhere, in every way, and everything, and is reflected through your honor and respect for Him. Many men will give God the leftovers, and then they wonder why God's not blessing them. We tend to give Him our leftover time, our leftover service, our leftover money. Uh, We don't need to openly despise God to despise Him. God asks us to give Him our first fruits. Tony Evans says our soul has the capacity to think, feel, choose, and desire beyond time and into eternal life. To save your soul, you need to do the following. Deny yourself and take up your cross daily, Matthew 16, verse 24, and to be a living sacrifice, which is Romans 12, verse 1. In other words, we need to die to our will, wants, and desires and instead live in God's will, wants, and desires. Psalm 128 moves from a man's personal life to his family, which is the divine order of creation. Adam had to establish his own authority before expanding his family. Before God created church and government, he created the family. The majority of problems in our culture stem from the breakdown in the family. Since getting married can be the most important decision in your life, enter into uh, with, with it much preparedness. When a man is successful as a husband and father, it will help his family and others to fulfill their destinies. Many view marriage as a social contract to receive love and happiness. Marriage is so much more than that. It's a sacred covenant 
A contract is a legal agreement with no spiritual component. A covenant engages God in relationship. Remember, love is a choice, not a feeling, and a lot more than a contract. Psalm 128.3 says, Your wife is like a fruitful vine. Take care of your vine. And to do that, you need to do three things. Number one, elevate it and tie it to a post for security. And the same is true with your wife. You need to provide a place of security for her so that she can cling to you. Number two, allow the vine to climb so it can receive nourishment. And your wife must be allowed to grow and receive nourishment also. Number three, let it produce fruit. After you elevate her and allow her to climb, your wife will start to produce fruit that will not only benefit her, but you and those in her arena of influence. She will become a fruitful vine, like the verse stated. But it all starts with you. Being a Psalm 128 husband starts with being responsible. Ephesians 5.28 says, Love your wife like Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Christ sacrificed his life for his bride and for her well-being, and you should do the same for yours. Ephesians 5.26 asks husbands to sanctify their wives. To sanctify means to set apart as special or unique. A Psalm 128 man sanctifies his wife by providing her a place where she can grow into who God has created her to be. Finally, Ephesians 5 verses 28 to 29 asks husbands to satisfy their wife. Whatever you do for yourself, you ought to do for her too. Always think in terms of two people, never in terms of one. The best interest for a husband is to love his wife. When a wife is given the right amount of nourishment, she will flourish. You don't need to be a Bible scholar, but you do need to be intentional about leading your wife in spiritual growth. You do that by creating spiritual oneness. Understand her. Get to know her. Compliment her. Let her know that she's valued and pray with her regularly. Our family should be a reflection of God to the world. Satan is working hard to destroy that. God created Adam and then Eve, the first family. When Satan showed up, he caused Adam and Eve to sin. What God creates, Satan hates. That includes you and me and your family and my family. He'll do anything to destroy your relationship with your wife and your children. He who owns the family owns the future. As we stated above, Satan hates what God creates. God created both both the family and the church, and we must guard against Satan's attack. That was Hitler's tactic in World War II. Hitler felt that if he could control the youth, he could control the country, and he did. Today, the culture is influencing our world as it redefines family contrary to God's original design. Psalm 128.3 says your children are like an olive plant, not a tree. Trees take about 15 years to fully develop, but olive plants can produce olives for 2,000 years if properly nourished. 
We need to start nourishing this next generation by being Psalm 128 men. Jewish fathers always sat at the dinner table not just to eat, but to feed the family spiritual food. He would teach, listen, learn, and lead his family. So men, do not neglect your family dinner table. Intentionally make yourself a consistent part of your family. The benefits will be generational as you make your family a priority, not a second thought. Tony Evans says most of our boys and young men spend a large amount of their life with women. For example, they start in the mother's womb, then with female babysitters, then female elementary teachers, then female nursery workers, female Sunday school teachers, and so on. The value and influence of mom and women is important, but a child's view of God is largely dependent on their view of their dad. A Psalm 128 man moves from the fear of the Lord to his family and then outwardly to his church and community. Psalm 128.5 says, The Lord bless you from Zion, which means the church. The church exists to display God's glory, impact the culture, restore lives, and advance God's kingdom. The church is to bring glory to humankind. Unfortunately, we have marginalized the church authority inside and outside of its walls. Zion can be considered a mountain where God's presence is found, or Jerusalem, which is the city of David where God dwells, or it could be the temple in the Old Testament culture. In biblical times, Zion connected the family to something bigger than self. Tony states in his book that women women were created for relationships and men to govern. The temperature in most churches is set for women, and a lot of men sit cold. The church's priority should have a men's ministry that disciples men by instructing, inspiring, encouraging, equipping, and holding men accountable to become Psalm 128 men. There should be a process of discipline or discipling men from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity so that those disciples can repeat the process with someone else. This discipleship process should enable men to overcome wrong cultural influences. We should be putting more thought into where, where we go to church rather than buying our car. In biblical days, boys looked forward to their father's blessing. The father would put his hand on his son and transfer his blessing to the next generation. Every man should have a spiritual father to guide them into being a spiritual father to someone else. Men also need spiritual brothers who will walk beside them and uh, with them as the world tries to walk on them. Many Christian men today are spiritually orphans because they have no family relationships. Children develop best in families when they are connected. If you are disconnected as a Christian man, you are living outside of God's blessing. Get connected. You know, the church is a lot like a huddle in football. What you do when you break from the huddle in your community community and nation shows team strength. The Psalm 128 man begins with his personal life, then it extends to his family, then to his church, and finally to his community and nation. Malachi 4.6 tells us, 
to restore the hearts of the fathers to their children. In biblical days, men lived for blessing. The blessing was not only tied to who you are, uh, but who you were destined to be. Our current generation of young men are missing that blessing because the previous generation failed to, uh, in part, to receive theirs. It's similar to running a relay race with no baton. The lack of Psalm 128 men is the scourge of the day. It leads to poverty, dropout rates, imprisonment, divorce, delinquency, crime, abuse, drug use, suicide, and has caused a spiritual void in the lives of many. When we see men live by God's precepts, we will see transformation in our culture. A Psalm 128 man has royal blood in his veins. We need Psalm 128 men to step up and be surrogate fathers to the next generation of men. There is no greater need than being a father to the fatherless. In conclusion, a Psalm 128 man has the capability to impact the next generation and leave a lasting legacy. Leading well means loving well. Knowing God means helping others. God offers the structure to address our social ills. Men, get involved by connecting, serving, leading, mentoring, praying, teaching, and training. When we reach our youth, we reach our families, our churches, our nation, and the world. Men, be a Psalm 128 man. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. God bless. Bye.